Hey, everybody. Welcome to Nerdy 430, the podcast where myself and my good friend Tim Keck talk about nerdy stuff that we have seen lately. My name is Kevin Bauer, and with us today is a great friend of ours. We are so excited to have him. Uh, his paintings are amazing. His takes are legend. Ladies and gentlemen, Julian Williams. Julian, how you doing? I'm really good. I don't know about legendary takes, but I do have amazing paintings um, that I would love to sell to anyone that's hearing this right now. It's called a self-plug. Welcome to it. Um, I haven't seen you guys in a long, long time. How are you guys? It's great to see you, Julian. I would say your takes are legendary, as in they they shouldn't exist. Uh, (laughs) Most of them are bad. (laughs) There's no tangible evidence to support them. They're legends. They're myths. They're Bigfoot just walking through the forest. I feel like Tim is the only person that I know that I can meet up with. And it's just like we're coming for each other, but it's not like we're, we're, we're it's not like an actual fight. It's just kind of like, oh, yeah, I just dug in on you. Now I'm going to dig in on you. It's like back. It's every time I see you, it's just kind of like, I'm like, oh, I'm so hot. It's like, yeah, you're so hot, like good looking or like you're just talking shit about yourself. And I'm like, it's 92 degrees. I'm like, I'm, OK, all right, cool. Cool. Hey man, no, nothing but love, nothing but love, nothing but I'm but coming love. out the gate hot at you. <laughs> You're keeping each other on your toes, which is the basis of a good friendship. Yeah, I've been a really big fan of this show. Last episode, I claimed that this was the best thing that Marvel's ever done, uh, regardless of what this episode was going to say. And uh, I don't know. I, I guess I still feel I was very unsatisfied with this finale. I think it's OK. I think it's fine. It was something that Marvel's really good at is they just they don't let their characters get stale that you see a character at the end of one movie and then the next movie you've seen them. They've lived a life in between that. And so you're seeing them with like a new costume, new friends, a lot of the times, like remixing all this stuff. And I think they could have just had Sam Wilson show up in this costume in like the next Avengers movie or whatever movie he's in. But instead, they chose to fill that gap with this TV show. So I think I was raising my expectations for these in WandaVision, thinking we're going to get some crazy reveals and this is going to be on caliber with the movies. And really, this is just extra filler and character development for each of these guys. It's this is the period between the movies, right? Like I watched the Avengers and then Winter Soldier. And you saw that in the meanwhile, Steve Rogers was working with S.H.I.E.L.D. to go on all these covert covert missions. This is that it's not Winter Soldier. It's not Avengers. It's the gap between the two of them. And it's also uh, it's not Captain America 4, which they announced deadline announced that that is officially uh, in the works with the creator of this show. but. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of with you. I, for my background on it, I did not like this show nearly as much as Tim. I put this show at like, like a six and a half or a seven out of 10 overall. Wow. Uh, I think first episode, trash. Second episode, trash. Third episode, pretty good. Fourth episode, All really good. <laughs> Fifth episode, really good. Yeah. Sixth episode, trash. Fifth, fifth episode, I think, was one of the best things Marvel's ever done. So the fifth episode was just like uh, a white guy helping a black family build a boat. Can we all agree on that? Is that, the, is that, is that not? The the whole, it was? really appealed to Tim's white savior complex. Julian, you've been nagging me about this boat. You want to get fixed. And so. <laughs> and you won't come out. You don't have that Wakanda arm. If You're I just had a robot arm, I'd be able to help you out. But He hasn't gotten there yet in his character arc. Take us through uh, your journey, Julian. I was really, really pumped for it. I did not like 
Uh, I like the format of WandaVision. I did not like the whole, it's the whole, it doesn't, cause when, okay, so you watch these movies, right? And then you like live, not live by, but like you like, you, you're in these movies. So the next one comes out and you're like, oh, that's connected to that. That's connected to that. But it's the whole filler. Like, I don't care what, like, like the whole Black Widow movie that's coming out. I don't care what she was doing between whatever, Winter uh, Civil War and the Avengers Infinity War. I don't give a, f- you were on the run. Could not care less what you were doing until I, I need it. You know what I mean? So this whole WandaVision and then the, this Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I just, it seems like a setup to something where, I don't know, as Marvel people, like you want like the payoff. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, instead of like the whole, like the whole boat thing was just, I I don't fuck with it. The whole, I don't know if you can curse on this, but I don't fuck with it. Sure. <laughs> what about it? Don't you like, I mean, honestly, the whole, the whole first half of this, Who we were expecting. <laughs> Who cares? I I'm a black person in America. Uh, boat problems are not my fucking. I don't care. I do not <laughs> care. It's like, hey, mom left us a shrimp boat. Cool. I saved the world. Like, I don't have time. That's, that'd be my. If I was him, I'd be like, I don't really have time to like. You should t- put these kids in school and like get a real job besides boat uh, fixing. <laughs> Like, what has she been doing? The boat hasn't run in a decade. What's her job that involves the boat? As far as I'm concerned, her only job is standing in front of the boat being like, I wish this fucking worked. <laughs> I wish I wish we could sail this boat. And romancing uh, uh, the Winter Soldier, I think. And he, oh, yeah. And there was somebody that was ready to, like, date him. And he was like, no, I'm having a hard time. And it's like, you better just go out with this this girl at this sushi restaurant. You're there after hours? You know how many sushi? Have you guys ever been to a sushi restaurant after hours? I haven't. By invite only? I have not. That, that's how you get all the good fish they were about to throw that's- away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that famous end of the night good fish. That's that end of the over. night good fish. And then he just breaks out like, no, I'm having a hard time. I have to go. He just leaves abruptly. And it's like, you haven't been on the date since the 40s, but like, you know, this is what you do. You'll just leave out of nowhere. I, I thought of the boat thing as the whole series. I was waiting for a reason why the two of them get along. It's if it's a buddy cop movie, they are just butting heads. They have no real relationship. And that scene, although it's dumb, is the first time that they show any sign of being actual friends. It's the first time they're just hanging out. I mean, they could have been doing anything. I don't I don't love the boat thing. I don't necessarily care that. Sam is from New Orleans, like who who gives a crap? But the fact that I just wanted to see them hang out. I wanted to see them be friends and find crime together. That's what I They're wanted. So instantly friends that it's weird though. It's They're like not instantly hey. friends. They hate each it's other. Just, no, but like that that episode where it's like, oh hey, your sister's having a hard time. I was in World War II. And then they just <laughs> fucking walk arm in arm together down the fucking beach. It doesn't make any goddamn sense. Like the whole boat I could have done with the whole I without it. The whole I would have cut his sister, uh the kids, I would have oh they could have done they could have just like played Scrabble. There's a lot of ways to bond with people. There's a lot of ways to bond with people. So I think, I mean, I feel like that plot line was in there to give us something that kind of grounded uh, Sam Wilson to get him like, you know, the last thing that we saw him in was fucking Endgame where he's fighting space, space aliens. And it's all very, it's all very, uh, I don't know, extreme. It's very hyperbolic. So I think this was something to like take him back down to earth. But do you think they like went too far? I think you went too far down if you're going to fight space and then like you got to help your sister build a bo- fix a boat. 
Like that's your, that's and also, this is what I never, this is the shit I think about. Uh, he's, he's the Falcon. Like, I don't know the Avengers salary, but I know they're not broke. It's like, you can't fix this fucking, there's nobody to do this for you. You can't like, you can't call somebody to, you're not like in deep Africa. They're in like Georgia or whatever. Like somebody can come down there and they're fix this They're in New Orleans. <laughs> they're in Louisiana. But like, you can't get, you, you work for the government. There's nobody to, there's no uh, Navy people that can be like, hey, I can fix that boat in like a day. And like, no, no, no. Exactly. <laughs> it throws back to, I, I can't remember if we talked about this uh, on the first episode we did or not, or if we just like talked about it outside of that, Tim, but there was something where somebody brought up, Sam brings up in the first episode that like, they didn't necessarily like get paid to be Avengers, but by the same token, A, where did all of Tony Stark's money go? After he died, like you would assume that some of that would be left to Peter Parker or something. But Peter Parker still seems to be living in kind of a crappy apartment in Queens. And B, uh, if the Avengers don't make money, if the Avengers don't make money, how did the Vision, a robot, buy a house for Wanda in WandaVision? Where did he get the money to buy a house? If the Avengers don't get paid. They don't, I don't, so that's the thing. Those are the little things where you just don't know where the money, like the whole Captain America, when he, like in the Winter Soldier, where he's got like that very modest apartment. I was like, why are you not decked out? There's no one paying you. You're fighting for the whole world and there's no one that can give you, you got it, you, you pay $800 a month. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, I don't understand that. And like, that's, I just, that's the shit I think about when it's like, oh, I, I, I'll help you fix the boat. It's like, you're the fucking Falcon. You fought for the world. They don't have a, a loose 50 grand to give you for this goddamn boat. There's no, there's no one helping you out right now. <laughs> Even the fucking winter soldier sleeps on the floor. And it's like, what are you doing on the goddamn floor? He also has sleeps on the floor of his apartment. How is he paying yeah. for that? <laughs> he bought- He's paying for the apartment, but nothing else will be inside of it. They also, I don't know that this gets explained in the series at all, is what exactly their relationship with the government is explicitly. There's like, in the beginning, Sam is doing a government op. He's like based out of a government base when uh, Bucky goes with him over to fight the super soldiers and I think Germany or something. And then in the, I think it's in the fifth episode, uh, Sam meets back up with his contact from the government and the contacts like, yeah, you know, the big guns are coming in. We're all grounded. And it's like, what is the, what is their relationship with the government here? Do they work and for even the government? In, even are in this episode, Bucky walks up to like the police line and they're like, oh, hey, good to see you. And like, let him in. And it's like, wait, what is this guy just full on Avenger status now? He was an assassin. He was like a wanted man by the entire world. Whatever. About two movies too. ago. Like, I think he, I think he is, since so many are like, if this is that timeline that so many are gone, I think he is an actual, I think anyone that fought in that like war, besides like the Guardians of Galaxy, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, they uh, are like Avengers. They are like considered that. They redeemed themselves in the eyes of the public. Sure. So now they're or fully they, accepted. That's the only way they could see them. Hmm. With the exception of Sharon Carter, who was apparently ghosted by Captain America, betrayed by the Avengers. Why was she there? What was she doing? What was the, that was the other, that was, besides the boat thing, I was like, what are you doing here? What do you want? She was a really frustrating character in the series overall because when she shows up in the third episode, she is so cool. It's such a cool evolution for this character. She was totally background in everything else we've seen her in. She shows up in the third episode, has a ton of agency, has like created this alternate life for herself over in this lawless mad rapport. 
Um, and then we get a really unsatisfying, like supervillain turn from her in the sixth episode. Get fucking get rid of that. She was doing great. She's so uninteresting. I just <laughs> I just don't care about her. Even in, even when she showed up in Madripoor and it's like, cool, this is Sharon Carter. Maybe it's the actor. It's just, she's like in the tier of like Hawkeye for me, where it's like, oh, if his head got blown off two minutes into an episode, I wouldn't blink. I'd be like, OK, I guess Hawkeye's dead now. You know, it's just like a Sharon Carter. She's she can be here. She cannot be here. She brings nothing of value to the screen or stage and just is present. It'd be so aggressive if Hawkeye's head got blown off. It'd be super aggressive. <laughs> Here's my thing. Sharon Carter is a wasted opportunity. When you have any character in this universe, like you can do whatever you want with any of these people. So anytime you have a character that's just dull, that falls flat, that's a wasted opportunity, man. She is like, like I said, this is a person that used to work for S.H.I.E.L.D., she used to work with Captain America, with the United States government. She walked away from that. She made a choice to stand with Captain America during the Civil War. And then she got run out of her country and started like working on the black market overseas. Like that's interesting. There's really cool stuff you can do with that. That sounds like a character in a Bond movie. And instead, like I said, we just get this really dull supervillain turn at the end where it turns out that she is still, I guess, bitter at the U.S. government for betraying her. Uh, sure. Even though they end up pardoning her and now she's going to sell state secrets. I just I, I guess I don't buy it. I get her being a little bit earlier in that story arc. Like I get her being in this space where she's kind of like, you know, operating out of mad rapport and uh, getting by and kind of has gone from lawful good to like maybe true neutral. But I don't know that I see her going to like, I don't know, chaotic bad so quickly. That was going to be my uh, one of my when did you knows is when did you know Shannon was the power broker? But I guess the real when did you know is uh, when did you know you weren't going to care about the power broker? <laughs> early, <laughs> very early. As soon as they brought it up, I was like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> it sounded really cool. I was like, oh, there's this this like evil mastermind who's making all this serum and creating super soldiers and runs Madripoor. And then it's like, oh, it's Shannon. And part of me was like, okay, of course it's Shannon. She's like the only other character we've met in this entire show. The fact that her name is Sharon and you've called her Shannon a few times is basically <laughs> Kevin's point. <laughs> That's basically what he's talking about. The fact that her name, like as a villain, is the power broker and there's no other name. that they, There's the Mandarin. There's fucking, like, they're so thinking they even put power broker in like Latin or Spanish. And they were like, no. She brokers power. She is the power broker. I start saying Sharon and I get so bored. Like exactly. <laughs> the exactly. beginning of it that I can't even remember it. I can't even finish the name. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, Shane was the power broker and like she she was fine. She was great. She was <laughs> Cheryl, Cheryl did a good job. I really like her a lot. I think like one of the things that bothered me about the series overall is it felt it didn't feel done. It felt like it was like one or two drafts away from being the same level of polish that other Marvel properties have had. And like, I think one way you get around that one way that uh, you give it that level of polish is you strip away all the unnecessary elements. So you can spend more time with the things that actually do matter and spend more time on character growth, like uh, Bucky and Sam coming to become friends instead of enemies. You can do this entire series so much better without a power broker. We don't need the power yeah. broker at all. There's other ways to to fill it. I think for me, it was like, um, it was just like, it was the same thing with WandaVision. It was like this whole 
buildup of, I think episode five was fucking needless. Like them just hanging out. And also he became Captain America by pushups and like flipping in the air. Oh my God. This is crazy <laughs> to me. You didn't like his talks with Isaiah Bradley and all this stuff. And just, I thought that, I thought that was very cool. I thought that was a little bit, I thought he might like have to fight at some point and like he was really old and like he didn't want to do it. I thought that would be really cool. But then we watched all these scenes of like Baron Zemo dancing, which was pretty cool. Uh, but like, I think that was underutilized. And I think the power broker thing was um, too much. Dude, we needed way or, more or, Isaiah Bradley. That's cool. This guy was so cool. The storyline has actual depth to it. It was so fucking interesting. Him telling the story about being sent to jail and them telling his family that he was dead and that nurse helping him find all the letters from his wife. It's heartbreaking. Like, I. uh, And it was just like something that was sprinkled in as opposed to like, I just, I thought that was, there was so much to do there as opposed to, uh, oh, God. I can I, the whole the whole boat thing and the Sharon Carter thing I thought could just be gone. I don't know if that's a COVID thing where they just kind of like, oh hey, we're in Louisiana, we need more material, let's just do it. All we have is this boat. <laughs> All we have is this just boat. Everybody the one set to we have access to today. <laughs> I think it was like their weird attempt to add depth to this. I th- I don't know. I got like his his nephews playing with the shield. That really did it for me, man. I mean, it's. Seeing his family deal with him being Captain America, I I thought it was awesome. I loved it. You didn't like that? Thumbs down, Tim. It's like one that's you know what that is. Don't touch it. There's not like kids aren't running around talk, touching the fucking arc reactor. At, <laughs> he, he locks that shit up. You know, it's a Thor's shield. Hammer. It's not going to hurt anybody. It's not a gun. Thor's he hammer is safe. not just what is it called? Uh, Stormbreaker is not just laying about. It's somewhere in the clock. Don't fuck with Age it. Of, <laughs> Age of Ultron. They they spent twenty minutes trying to lift it off a table. Like they play that's with this the stuff. Team though, that's not somebody's cousin being like, "Hey, I bet I can lift that." It's fucking. <laughs> that's the squad. <laughs> in uh, in Iron on. Man, I think it's Iron I Man love three. This stuff. Uh, Rhodey and Tony are at like a I don't know some restaurant, and Tony has his armor parked out outside and when we come outside we see a lot of people looking at it but nobody's touching it nobody's touching it they're all st- and he has a panic attack i forget about that that's always really funny i mean that's like a ferrari equivalent that's like if you that's like if you saw like a sports car parked outside i really wanted to know what julian what do you think of john walker as a character i i think he's the most relatable dude in the fucking show well wow. he's the most relatable like fucking i really do like that you, you're not everybody's fucking Steve Rogers or fucking like one of the Avengers and shit like that to be like to have that power and like be placed in that role. And like, especially with like being it, he was in what, what did he say? Like three tours of, of, uh, of service or whatever. He's jumpy. He's like, okay, I'll do like to, and when his friend dies, that's a real, if something happened to one of you two and like, I was just angry about it. I'd be like, I can't just be like, oh, well, let me walk this off. I mean, let me be calm with these with these people. I would fucking, you know, you lose it a little bit. He's he's I think he's really, really good. And when he becomes a U.S. agent, I think that's fucking great. I thought it was the best part of the show. What? This is insane, Julian. I mean, <laughs> this whole time, this whole time I've been like on this show talking about I can't look at him and not see like just a white police officer like exerting his dominance over somebody. He's trying not to be, though. He's trying to be like something that's bigger than him. And I think that's really, really hard to do. And you kind of, I think he, th- that whatever that actor is, I think it's like Kurt Russell's son. Yeah. Uh, Wyatt, Russell. Wyatt Russell. 
I think he does it really, really well. Like when he gets pissed off and he's like, I just have to stay grounded. I have to stay grounded. But he's like, you can see he's mad. I think those are like, he the kills most somebody. He's completely unfit to be Captain America. Yeah. But that's, that's the point. Like who, who is, who Sam Wilson is. <laughs> he's not very strong. Remember that last fight? He's not very strong. What? A, he, you sound like the government. Guy. <laughs> you, sound like, you sound like the white dude at that table at that national convention that Sam tells off at the end of the movie. I'm going to start calling him Senator Williams. Oh, wait. Are you talking about the I have a dream speech that happens at the end of the fucking episode? Because I hate that. I hate that was like eight minutes. Let's talk about that this was, speech. This that speech was seven was, minutes too long. <laughs> it could have been like, I'm Captain America and I'm black. And he could just flown away. But he's like, no, do you, how do you feel, woman over there? How do you feel about, you know, like re- the whole plot line of the uh, of what they're doing, the main plot, I thought was really interesting. The whole like rehoming and then fucking like they were going to segregate, like go back to your country type of thing. I thought that was I thought that was like underplayed a little bit like to make it evil. It was very like Civil War. If if the whole series followed in like a Captain America sense, like Winter Soldier, like what is right, what is wrong type of thing. But like that speech was just fucking it's like, hey, I know right and wrong. It's like, do you? Yes, I'm black. It's like, all right, c- cool. I guess that's what we're going to do now. There were the elements of like, oh, there's Black Falcon. No, old man. That's Captain America. And I was like, okay, this is a little corny. Who needs yeah, this? It's like I, who who I after got watching right this away. whole series needed that exposition at the end of it? But his speech is good. His speech is good. Of I love the lie. I actually like uh, you call them terrorists. What are they going to call you? The girl. This girl died trying to stop you. And no one has asked why. Those are great lines. That's a great sentiment. But then he just also monologues for like six more minutes. It's like you could have said three or four things to them and then flown off and it would have been awesome. But just they really hammered this home in a way that and again, I think it makes good points. I think a lot of the stuff you're shitting on, I thought really resonated with me in a profound way. But then, of course, that just kind of got disnified and like stretched out and like loses some of its impact the longer he talks, you know, it's like, hey. Do you guys know right and wrong? And everybody was like, yeah. And it's like, okay, well, I'm going to tell you right and wrong, whether you know it or not. It was so fucking long, man. It was so, oh my God. For something I wake up in the morning, I used to watch these at like, I used to Friday, but I would watch them at like five in the morning. I would wake up and put them on like Disney plus on my phone. And I would be like kind of tired, but I was like, I really want to fucking watch this. And the I way Disney want wants all do. these movies to be viewed on someone's <laughs> cell phone at 5 a.m. <laughs> With me doing this the whole time, me fanning my face. <laughs> but like I would wake up and then I was watching that and I was just like, okay, so you're, you're black captain. Okay. So, okay. So you're black captain. All right. All right. So, cool. so all right. So you're black captain. Okay, cool. cool, cool. And then we just went on and on. And then like Bucky standing there. I think Bucky was underused for the whole series. Like, I get why it was very heavy, uh, Sam, but I think Bucky was like his, I, I don't know. It just felt uneven, if that makes sense. Yeah. It just felt like it was like heavy on one side. And then like, he was just like, I don't know. I wanted to see what he was doing more like him apologizing to people and shit. I'd love to see that more yeah. than the, the 10 minute. I have a dream speech <laughs> by, uh, 
by by Sam Wills. Also, like I'm not if you, people are listening to this, I I love the I have a dream speech. Like I I do have a dream. I uh, <laughs> sorry, I had a dream of agreeing with Julian about anything, and uh, that dream has not been a reality. No. This, uh, the final episode was so much telling and no showing and the pacing and the rest of the series was like okay well i kind of get what they're doing they're trying really hard to show and not tell and then yeah it's like you said the last episode is so much exposition on stuff where it's like we've seen five episodes of this like we get it we get right. the symbolism you've um, built it up we understand just bring it home <laughs> yeah i feel like I, episode I five they, is just pats on the back it's just like hey you're the Falcon. Hey, you're the Winter Soldier for like a half hour. And they like pound and they like dap it up and shit. And they're like, hey, let's toss the shield around a little bit. And it's like, there's still someone killing people out there. Are you guys just not gonna, just gonna hang out in New Orleans for a little bit? I want to too. But like, I can't take care of business. Dude, and speaking of that, so let's, let's talk a little bit about the action in this final episode. I think it was mostly very, very bad. There's the scene where, Ooh. um, Sam Wilson as Captain America knocks somebody out of a helicopter. That was awesome. The whole helicopter yeah. sequence was very that cool. That was so but cool. Him throwing the he, shield like that, great. catching it off the helicopter. That's awesome. I but love that. Sam Wilson fighting Batrock in the beginning of the episode. So bad. And like Sam Wilson fighting Carly, he's like doing the same flips that we saw him practice with the shield in episode five. He did not need to be doing the only training you need for Captain America is just push-ups and flips. That's all you need. I love that. That was episode five, too. But hey, I'm going to do push-ups and pull-ups and then I'll be Captain America. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? We see him doing jumps out of helicopters (laughs) and and fights whole boats. That's the opening of the Winter Soldier. And it's like, okay, well, I'll do some push-ups and I'll do that, too. Like, no, the fuck you won't. No, you won't. I loved it. I bought into the montage. I'd believe it, too. But I... (laughs) I love a good montage. There's a montage. I'm like, okay, cool. I get it. This guy got better. That's all I need to know. I don't know how many days this went for. It could have gone like for like three hours. It looked like it was kind of like an afternoon montage. (laughs) Doing some pushups. He masters the shield. It's like, cool, sweet. We move on. But the it's so uninspiring for him to roll in to this building, breaks down the glass, shows up in the worst outfit I've ever seen in any of these movies. Uh, I think it so sucks bad. too. I don't like it. I don't. He showed up looking like a little kid on Halloween, dressing up like Falcon's Captain America, and then he proceeds to get his ass kicked by George Saint Pierre again, and like doesn't beat him. He his first fight as Captain America, he gets his ass kicked and has no, to run he away. He leaves. He he rolls out. He's uh, that's what I hated too. He fucking escapes. Wait, I want. I actually want to hear this best Captain America outfit. Everybody, uh, I'll go last. Uh, one, two, three, Tim. Any of the movies? Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. One, two, three, Kevin. Infinity War, when he's been on the road for like two years and he's got the big ass beard. That's cool too. I'm going to say That's one, great. two, three, me. I'm going to say, I'm also going to say Winter Soldier. <laughs> Why are we counting? We should have all said it at the That's same the time. the only other good one. <laughs> they, uh, his in Endgame, I love that too, when they finally bring the scales into it. But like, yeah, that's definitely mm-hmm. the the trifecta right there. The Winter Soldier one is so good. Yeah. I think the, the Sam Wilson suit is fucking awful. Oh my God. He looks like a Power it's Ranger, so man. Bright. It's so weird. It, it's like bright in a way that like, it's like, oh, well, yeah, if you don't want anyone to see you coming and you're actually going to do Captain America shit and like, like they're going to see you. They're gonna, one, you're flying. You're not just <laughs> dropping into the ocean. 
Dude, the like, okay, so here's here's what I'm wondering. The white on the, and I know that it looks exactly, it's exactly like his costume for the comics. I've always thought his Captain America costume in the comics is terrible. I was actually really excited to see how they redid it for the MCU because they do a really good job of taking kind of bad costumes in the comics and making them great in the MCU. They did Doctor a direct Strange. translation. I could not be more disappointed. Um, I was looking at it and I was wondering this. Is the white on the shoulders and the neck is he supposed to look like a bald eagle? <laughs> He's definitely of... supposed to look like a bird. Like, no question. <laughs> definitely bald eagle. Right? Definitely bald that? eagle. That's a great point. That's a great point, it Kevin. It looks so bad. This costume is immediately better if you get rid of the weird, like, neck and chin covering. His scalp mm. is completely exposed. He has no protection on maybe the most important part of his head. But it's all good because, you know, his cheeks are covered. No helmet is a weird move. No, it, maybe his lack of chin is a problem with the helmet top. Like they need to cover up like his neck and like make him look a little beefier. But man, no helmet. That's a bold move. Well, we should get into some we should get into some of our segments, though. Yeah, I think we'll flush. I think we'll get to the rest of the stuff, too. Does anybody have a uh, when did you know? I could start with a when did you know? I threw one out earlier about Shannon. Uh, but when did you guys know in the series, Bucky and Sam are friends? From the get go. From the yeah. get go, you thought they were friends? Too much chemistry between f- the actors. They were going to fight like the whole six. It was six episodes. If it was 20 episodes, I'd be like, oh, I don't know. It was six episodes. It's like, well, you got to figure this shit out quick. Like, you can't just be like, I don't like you. I don't like you for like four episodes. You think they were friends in the first episode, though? When was the moment where you're just like their relationship is these guys are boys and going forward, it's going to be a buddy cop? I think that Bucky is like when they both that's actually a very good question uh i think when bucky yeah, was like yeah i can ask good questions julian i know you shit on it right away i know you shit on it immediately as is your instinct but yeah occasionally fuck your shit uh <laughs> no when they were like they, they well they have that common connection that they both like this one dude so much in different ways, but like they both respect and love this one dude. But no, I think episode one or two where I was just like, well, you guys have to get it together. When I, when I learned the flag smashers were like not space or not any like actual people like trying to like fight, just like fight people. I was like, well, you two got to get it together. And like, you're, you're going to come together for a common goal. And when they started going out together, like the first like episode, like jumping out of that plane or second episode, I thought that was great. Like their whole development together, besides like, hey, let's take an episode to like hug each other and 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 build a boat and eat shrimp. Like, let's do that for a half an hour of my life. <laughs> uh, Crazy. Uh, besides that, I thought it was great. So episode two, I think that's when I knew. Kevin, I think uh, yeah, just immediately they just. I've said it every single time we've talked about this show. Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan have too much chemistry as actors to ever believe that they don't like each other. Yeah. I agree. Okay. It, I agree like it, I love that they are friends. I don't in any way wish that they weren't friends, but it did break the reality of this for me. I've never bought that they didn't like each other. I think, uh, I think the show worked best when they were like kind of talking shit on each other, but like in a playful way. I could have used a little bit more of that. I think my favorite one was uh, when Sam, I think it was like episode two or three. Sam was like, oh, you spend 10 minutes in Wakanda and now you're White Panther. Uh, <laughs> oh, he's I like forgot White about Wolf that. And Sam's like, wait a minute, what? Like, that was such right, a that fun That is me moment. and Julian in a nutshell. 
<laughs> You've been in Harlem for an hour, and now you're fucking you know, listening to Talib Kweli all goddamn day. <laughs> Dude, the fucking um, the uh, the Wakanda shit I thought was really cool. That and was I great. wish it was more. I didn't. I did not expect that. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was such a pleasant awesome. surprise, especially the moment. I don't think we talked about this at all, but this was really cool when the uh, Dora Milaje showed up and they did like the button combination on Bucky's arm and made his arm drop off. I took his arm off. That was which so is the good. ultimate liability. Oh my god! It's just like there's a whole country of people that just, just take your arm off at any time. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to think everyone in Wakanda knows how to do that. <laughs> it's like da, 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 da. <laughs> one, two, eight, seven. Yeah, you're done. You're done. You you sit down. It's a garage door code that they all know. Yeah, yeah. it's the gate code in Wakanda. <laughs> <laughs> Like he he cuts line at a restaurant and he's like, oh, one, two, eight, seven. You're sit down. You can't be here yet. You have to wait your turn. Oh, like the whole the children know that. Like little kids are walking around with Condor like, oh, one, two, eight, seven is how we take out the White Panther. It opens the garage <laughs> and takes off the, wa- yeah. <laughs> the white wolf's arm. Yeah, when you didn't see it, but when the Dora did that to Bucky, uh, the garage door in Wakanda did just raise up <laughs> the whole five hundred miles country. away. That 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 uh, in Infinity War, that globe thing just comes yeah, the right up. You- <laughs> okay, Kevin, do you have a win? Did you know? Oh, oh yeah, Julian, if you have one, please. Ooh, when did I know that we were gonna that we weren't done with Isaiah Bradley? is the way when they left it and like how they opened it, it was like kind of rough. Like he was coming into like the inner, where was it? Baltimore? Yeah. I'm I think not, so. not, I think it was Baltimore, but like how they opened it and then how they left it. Like I was like, I know we're going to come back to this guy. Like I knew who he was from like the comics and like reading and shit, but like I, I knew a few episodes down, we were going to come back to this dude. And when they came back with the, the statue and shit, I was like, okay, that makes sense. The statue's great. I mean, the convo with him at the end was definitely better. The convo Sam and Isaiah Bradley have in in his garden at at Isaiah's house is definitely better and more impactful to me than the speech he had to the senators where he's lecturing them after this like fight. You know, totally. Mm-hmm. The relationship totally, between that. Sam and Isaiah Bradley, in my opinion, is like the real heart of the show and the thing that really resonated the most with me as like. I don't know, just something super relatable and like the conflict of Sam trying to be Captain America because you you just have especially because you have Isaiah Bradley basically telling him not to do it. And this is a guy who tried and failed. Uh, not, I mean, not that he failed, but that the government like stood in his way and would not let him be Captain America like he saw the way he was treated. Uh, and Sam's still standing up to Isaiah Bradley and proving Isaiah Bradley wrong in a way uh, while still honoring him. I don't know. That was the, that was the most. It was the best relationship in the whole show for me. I thought so too. It was I great. It was a Captain America move to uh, get that exhibit made too. But uh, the exhibit is not nearly big enough. I was disappointed in how tiny the exhibit was. It's like a back room in the Smithsonian. I agree. Yeah, it's somebody's basement. Yeah. It's like <laughs> now it's nobody's going to forget about you as long as this one projector doesn't turn off. <laughs> Sam, Sam opens a remember. closet <laughs> like just right. points in there he moves the mop out of the way and Isaiah's statue is in there that's an old t-shirt of mine move that everybody's gonna remember you now 
So does this mean <laughs> that the government is like publicly acknowledging this Isaiah Bradley thing? I think I'm mixing up like what happened in the show with the comics where this was like some underground government experiment where they were just experimenting on black men, I think, against their will on this. Uh, and came it up with Isaiah Bradley. Like, not, not against their will, but like un, unbeknownst. It's like the fucking uh, right. Tuskegee thing. Yeah, yes. For sure. Yes. And so the government's just acknowledging that they did this in the MCU. Is that what is that what this is now? There's some shit that gets brushed over. <laughs> There's some shit. You know what gets brushed over, to be totally honest? Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Yeah. I don't know what that's about at all. Like, at all. I don't know what that's about. Like, thank you for being there. You're great. But okay. Why are you there? What's up? What's happening? It's definitely it's a setup, setup for later on. Like they got to be doing the Thunderbolts. There's the the Marvel equivalent of the Suicide Squad. The Thunderbolts, just villains that are looking for retribution. She's got to yeah. be like the head of that. I think. Kevin, what's your when did you know? Oh, my when did you know was also going to be Sharon, the power broker. Okay, so let's skip that. And uh, uh, actually, <laughs> on that same notion too, my beef. I've already stated my beef. I hated the costume so much. His costume was so bad. Julian, what's your biggest beef with uh, the show, either this episode or on the whole? I think the whole show would have been a great three hour movie. I think the way they did it, the fact that episode six was so fucking besides that speech was just action heavy. And then episode five was like, let's throw the ball around. Let's throw football around a little bit. <laughs> oh my God. Like it, I would even take it if it was like a three hour show or a three hour episode, like movie. And then two weeks later, a three hour episode. But for six weeks, I watched this thing kind of like and it just it was just very uneven. But my biggest beef was the was the production. Like, I think the writing was great. And I think the how they did it. But like, no, the how they did it was the fucking problem. I think the writing, like, it just could have been tighter and more cohesive, which I, it was a movie that was a television show. And I think it shouldn't have been. That's my biggest beef. Totally agree. Mm. I think my, my biggest beef might be just feeling nothing for the Flag Smashers. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think it's such a good point. And even at the end, the senator says, so what do we do about the people who were living in a house, they disappeared, they reappear, and someone's living in their house. And the government's idea apparently was to kick the people who'd moved in out, but they also just bought an empty house. So how do they not have, you know, the rights to that? It, it just seems like an incredibly complicated issue that I only realized how complicated it was at the very end with one line from the senator. Uh, but the flag smashers, I'm like, Carly, Carly, at the end, I don't, I just don't, care about her even though i want to but i don't know the flag smashers i don't know why were they even in this it had so much like potential too because it was very like civil war in the way that they they weren't wrong yeah they weren't wrong to feel that way they were going about it the wrong way which is the whole i think what sam like ended up doing like bringing up like fighting for it but like they weren't wrong and like yeah hey things are better now that we all like kind of accept each other so you want to like stop that like that was kind of their point i, I yeah i feel like they were that is a beef they were like underutilized and they could have been a lot better 
I, I think. in WandaVision, there's that scene where with Mon- where we introduced Monica Rambo and she's in the hospital and people are disappearing and people are like coding all over, like all these all these uh, injured and sick people just reappear in the hospital. And that was an aspect of the snap where I was like, whoa, this is crazy. I hadn't thought about it like that before. And I guess I wanted the Flag Smashers to be that. And they really weren't. Mm-hmm. It was just a villain who was like just she just ultimately is just a bad guy at the end she just wants to shoot sam you know like sam apologizes she apologizes at the end but even when sam fights her he doesn't win any of these fights does sam save the day in this he doesn't save the day he saves a truck of senators but he doesn't save carly this this show the ending should have been called shannon carter as a gun sharon carter as a gun (laughs) because she did more with three bullets than any of these other people did she shot Carly. She shot the Bardock guy. She's she's the only one kicking ass. She just cold blooded like ga- gases that dude in his truck. She's the only one doing that. anything oh, in the show at the end. The finale is just Sharon Carter taking names and Sam like giving a speech. It's like kind of a beef. Let's get to thieves. Kevin, what or who stole the show for you? The whole series overall. My thief is metal arms. I didn't really care about. The Winter Soldier's metal arm. Uh, there was the one fight scene in like episode three. Showed off what the metal arm could do. It was sick. It was really cool. I there's so many characters. When you think about it, there's so many characters with like cyborg left arms. Uh, you literally have cyborg. You have Jax from Mortal Kombat. You have Cable. So many people with metal arms. Uh, it's always kind of been white noise to me. And then for whatever reason, something about this show, the way they did the metal arm. I really care about it now. Since this show has started, I have written metal arms onto three separate characters that I'm working on. I'm on board. I'm all in on metal arms. Look at these arms out. Look, I love you. Love to see it. Oh yeah. So, so uh, Kevin got from the series, uh, I guess, creative thievery. He's just going to steal uh, every idea Marvel comes up with and apply it to his own work. Great artist, steal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, like that. I agree. I love the, the arm kicked ass. The arm is so cool. It's the coolest version of a robot arm I've ever seen. Uh, and it works. Julian thief who or what stole the show for you, Julian. Baron Zemo. No yes. Yeah. yes. Baron Zemo was fucking, I, 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 I would even venture to say underused. Like when they just took him away, I was like, you should, you guys should take this motherfucker to the end. Like he should be at that, whatever that council is to make those uh, decisions uh, for what uh, I didn't even know the acronym CDRC, whatever GRC, I think. Yeah. GRC. I might be talking about our current time with CDC, <laughs> I might be, <laughs> but he was just so fucking cool. And like, he knew what the fuck was going on and he wasn't, he wasn't like wrong mm-hmm. in his shit. Like even in civil war, he wasn't like, he was just like mad. He was upset about something, but he wasn't like, hey, you guys dropped a fucking uh, country on my country. Like, I'm upset, like, which is totally I get that. But I, I think he was I think he knocked it out of the park and I think he was underused. One hundred percent. He was awesome. And he's also like the he's maybe the best character in the show in the sense of like he has unwavering commitment to the super soldier thing. He does yeah. not yeah. become a super soldier. He destroys the formula when he gets it. And ultimately at the end, he kills three of these flag smashers. Like he does that from prison because he's a badass, and because he doesn't think anyone should have superpowers. It's gr- he's such a good character. We have to see him again. If we don't see him again, it's a wasted opportunity. 
He's not wrong at all. And he could have, like, if he did that from prison, he could have, like, killed... Like, Sam doesn't have any superpowers. He could, like, kill if he wanted to, and he doesn't. If he really wanted to get to him, he could get to him. Like, that was very evident at the end of the episode, and he does not do that. So he's, like, there's, like, a moral compass where I, I just think he's a really cool character. I thought I thought that since, uh, since uh, Civil War. He's interesting. Yeah. Um... My thief, we kind of already talked about it, but Isaiah Bradley is my thief. That mm-hmm. actor, so good. But talk about him the whole series. Like every scene he was in was impactful to me. His his talks with Sam were great. It's like the whole premise of the series was explored in their conversations. I'm really sad we didn't get any flashbacks to him fighting Bucky. That would have been sick. Oh. I thought about that too. That would have been so fucking sick. Or fight, fighting in general. It doesn't mm-hmm. be Bucky, but like him doing shit. I thought it would have been so fucking Huge amazing. missed opportunity. What was his costume, man? Even as an old man, they could have him fight. Maybe leaping, jumping the gun on reckless speculation, but he's another character that doesn't need to go anywhere. Keep him around. Maybe we can go right into reckless speculation. I could start with that. It seems like going forward, right? We are expecting to see some young Avengers. We've been introduced to most of them. Patriot seems like a chill dude. Always hanging out with his grandpa. Uh, taking care of him already antagonistic with the new captain America. I'm excited to see how that turns out. And I'm excited to see Isaiah Bradley now after seeing the success of Sam Wilson as captain America, seeing how he turns around and reflects that on his grandson. I, I'm like, I'm, I'm really excited to see what happens there, but I'm also thinking, I mean, I don't know if this is too reckless, but or not reckless enough that we're going to get a series. We're going to get more of this Falcon winter soldier stuff i think it belongs on the tv i i'm not excited about a captain america 4 movie as much as Either. i am of like three more seasons of the falcon and the winter soldier doing their buddy cop thing together it's a, a captain america and the winter soldier by it's the way cap- yeah yeah i could i could watch this forever <laughs> i like that they did that at the end i thought that was actually pretty cool that was nice that that was super it. cool uh julian any reckless speculation what do you think's happening next I don't know, man. I know they're trying to do something with a secret invasion. And I think that's going to involve the, that U.S. agent guy. But that whole, the whole, like, the WandaVision post credit shit, I thought was really, really good. Like a setup for something like she's fucking around with shit she probably shouldn't be fucking around with. But then this post credit stuff was like, okay, cool. So you're going to call him this now? Right on. It's like if you were like, hey, I'm Timothy. And it's like, all right. And, and the, every, at the end of everything, you were like, I'm going to be Tim now. It's like, okay, all right, cool. <laughs> right on. So, uh, but I'm hoping that sets up something for a secret invasion and more shows. Nice. I dig Kevin, it. Kevin, reckless speculation. I'll keep mine quick. Captain America's on the moon. Sorry, Steve Rogers is on the moon. <laughs> They've referenced it several times. There's no way we don't see Steve Rogers on the moon after how many times he's in Queens. He's in Queens, like down the street from you, Kevin. He's like, not. it's not, he's like hanging out. (laughs) He's in the ground. What are we talking about? (laughs) So it would check out that he's in Queens. Let's wrap it up. Julian, thank you so much for being here today. Do you have anything to plug? Julian Edward Williams, uh, Instagram, uh, Check out my art. I'm starting to do shows again uh, when I get vaccinated, fully vaccinated May 5th. So, uh, yeah, I'd love to see more people. I'd love to see you too. Hell yeah. Absolutely. Same-sies. Let's go to a bar or something. Guys, this is a Mess Around Media production. Uh, check out Mess Around Media on Instagram, online, bunch of podcasts. Tim has like six different podcasts on this feed. <laughs> They're all great. Check them out. Come at me show, political therapy. Listen to them. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye, guys.